kindly turn your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 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 2 verse 14 I'm bringing you a message I titled Our Triumph in Christ and I'm reading from the King James version of the Bible for a reason I, I, I'm used to the New King James now but for a great emphasis I'm taking this verse from the King James version of the Bible 2 Corinthians 2.14, he says, Now, thanks be unto God. And the word he used there was, which, always, he says, which, always causes us, that is, causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the silver or the fragrance of his knowledge by us in every place. Wow. I said, wow. What an important verse of scripture. He says, now, child of God, our triumph is not in the future, it's now. And when we say triumph, we are referring to celebrating the victory. We are not just victors. We are actually past conquering. He calls us more than conquerors. So we have past conquering and we are celebrating the victory, not only when we get to heaven, but now. So he says, now, thanks be unto God. Then you may think that the King James Version translators refer to God as which, as if God is a thing, but there is a very spiritual reason why they use the word which, although the New King James Version and other versions says who, but I am stressing on the word which, and I will explain why. It says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, which always causes us to celebrate the victory in Christ, which always gives us the advantage over defeat, over the devil, over all his cohorts in Christ, which always causes us to be above sea level. Let me put it that way. It causes us to live above the storms, which, what is that which? That the King James Version of the Bible, I mean, refers to the translators. Why didn't they say who? Although God is a person. But here, there's a revelation in the word which, in the original Greek rendering. God's intent for allowing the translators of the King James Version of the Bible to use which instead of who was to put emphasis on what the Holy Spirit gives and does in us that makes us triumph in Christ. Let me say that again. There is a wisdom of God. There are places where when reference is made to God, they use the word who. 
But here in verse 14 of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, instead of saying God who, they said God which. And you may think that, ah, but why should, you know, modern English accept such a translation? Because they should have said who always, but they said which. And I'm saying that from the Greek rendering, remember this English Bible, but it was translated from the original Greek uh, version. And the import, the mind of God for allowing the translators to use which instead of who was because the emphasis was not so much on the person who causes us to triumph, but that which he gives. In other words, the Holy Spirit is what I'm referring to here, but more importantly, what the Holy Spirit does in us that makes us victors, that makes us to celebrate the victory, not just once a while, but which always causes us to triumph. What does that mean? In other words, there is an energy, the Greeks call it energy. There is an inner work of the Holy Spirit that produces a certain energy. It is the energy the Holy Spirit produces on the inside of us that God wants us to get, you know, um, uh, cognizant of all to take note of or to be aware of the emphasis yes it's on the holy spirit but the holy spirit gives a certain energy and it is that energy that causes us to celebrate the victory in christ in other words what god wants to bring across in this verse of scripture is that it's not enough to have the holy spirit on the inside of you there are a lot of God's children who, after being born again and have received the Holy Spirit, have put the Holy Spirit to rest. In other words, they don't engage the Holy Spirit any longer in communion. And so you would notice that though they are born again, they, are, they have received the Holy Spirit, they are not filled with the Spirit. The work of the Spirit is not seen in their lives or on their lives or in any area of their lives. They have the Holy Spirit, all right, but there's no engagement. There is no, what a grace call, koinonia. There is no participation with the Holy Spirit, you know, drinking from the same cup, fellowshipping, you know, uh, uh, with the Holy Spirit. There's no such engagement. And so their lives remain ordinary, although they are not ordinary. So, I am using the King James Version to bring a certain import, a certain poetic and prophetic import that is not communicated even in the New King James Version of the Bible. The New King James puts it in a way, it says that who always leads us in, you know, that is not the import. It has been watered down. It has been diluted, so to speak. But here the King James gives a certain picture. Now thanks be unto God, which always. Child of God, if we can learn to engage the Holy Spirit in continuous, constant, unceasing communion, 
he will give us a certain energy on the inside and that energy will always cause us to celebrate the victory in Christ. We are already victors. Remember, 1 John 5, 4 says that what, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even in our faith. As children of faith, we are overcomers. We aren't going to overcome. We have overcome. And we still overcome. Whatever comes our way, there is a certain work of God on the inside of us, which causes us to rise above the storm. Which causes us to rise above the sentiments of this life, the things that dumping the, the souls and the faith of others. The, the, those things don't have any access to us or don't have any impact on us. Why? Because there is an energy on the inside. Whenever the Holy Spirit is engaged in constant communion, full communion, there is a work of the Spirit on the inside of us that enables us to celebrate the victory even in the midst of unpleasant situations even in the midst of trials tests and temptations whatever you may call the challenge of life there is an energy on the inside that is why instead of a child of god focusing on his or her battles outside of him you should focus on the god on the inside and what he does on the inside which always causes you to triumph in christ unless you are not in christ but if you are in Christ, child of God, all I have been doing all these weeks is just pointing out something to let you know that we got something on the inside that gives us the leverage, the, under, the, the, the upper hand, that gives us the advantage. We got something. We got something. We are not ordinary. God wants the church to wake up to this reality that the spirit of God on the inside of us should not be put to sleep. We must engage his spirit through constant communion. That is why I believe in speaking in tongues. That is why I believe in praying in tongues. That is why I believe in singing in tongues. That is why I believe because at that level, you are not communing with God at your, you know, at your limited understanding or in your limited understanding. You are, you take your communion with God at God's level, not at your level. You sing at God's level, not at your level. You minister to God at God's level, not at your level. It may seem a mockery to others who don't know what you are doing. But in the realm of a spirit, the Bible says you are speaking mysteries. The Bible says he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. If it was men, then we could have said that, okay, then we need to polish up and try to, you know, let men understand. But you are not talking to any man when you are speaking in other tongues. You are speaking to God. And the Bible says, for although no man understands you, yet in the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, you are speaking mysteries. Did you hear that? Mysteries. The Greek word is mysterion. And that means hidden secrets. Child of God, there are hidden secrets that make us triumph. There are hidden secrets. One of them is what I'm just pointing out in 2 Corinthians 2.14. That there is an energy that is released on the inside of the believer. Whenever he or she engages the Holy Spirit in communion, that energy causes us to triumph. That energy empowers us from within, charges us from within raises us from within such that no matter how high the storm is you will always sit on top of the storm 
The very thing that was meant to drown you, you'll find yourself floating on top of it and using it as a chariot. Are you there? This is the secret of the believer. Unknown to the rest of the world. But if you don't learn to engage the Holy Spirit, you will not appreciate his work on the inside of you. You will read it like the way it is in the New King James Version. Now, thanks be unto God, who always. So you may think, okay, once I have the Holy Spirit, whether I engage him or not, he will cause me to triumph. It does not work like that. God wants to place emphasis on what the Holy Spirit does on the inside of us when we engage him. He produces an energy. It is, it is an energy that the world cannot contain. It's an energy that is superior to any energy you can ever think of in this life. It is supernatural energy. In other words, energy superior to every natural energy. And it's on, it's on the inside of us. He produces on the inside and that causes us to celebrate. In the midst of famishing, you will be flourishing. In the midst of adversities, you will find yourself floating. In the midst of hardship, you will find yourself, you know, having abundance. In the midst of crying and wailing, you will find yourself rejoicing. Why? Because there is a, there is a work of God on the inside. The Holy Spirit is at work in us. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which worketh. Let me read that scripture. You will see that he didn't say who. I know that the New King James says who, but here again I'm placing the same emphasis, Philippians 2.13. Come on. There is a wisdom of God in allowing the King James Version of the Bible to be, to be made available to us. So that when we use the modern versions and we are not getting the import, we can always make reference to the original uh, King James Version of the Bible. Philippians 2.13. Okay, let me take it from verse 12. He says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Then the verse, verse 13 says, For it is God. He could have said, Who works in us, which the modern versions use. Okay. That is just to let us know that God is a person, so who? But here he says, for it is God which worketh. The word worketh is energio. The Greek word is energio. It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What is he talking about? He is talking not just about the God on the inside of you, but the work that he does, what he produces on the inside of you. So the emphasis was not on God as a person per se on the inside of you, but on the on the work he produces on the inside of you, which for it is God, which worketh in you. He could have said it is God who works, but the King James Version translators knew what the Greek rendering, the rich Greek language was communicating. So they didn't use who, but they said which worketh. He's talking about something beyond the person of the Holy Spirit himself. What he produces is what causes us to triumph. But he will not produce it until you engage him. That's the point. The Holy Spirit does not produce that energy on the inside of you until you engage Him in communion. Learn to talk them tongues. When you are speaking in tongues, you, it's a communion, it's a koinonia, it's a sharing together with the Holy Spirit. Even if you are zero, because the Holy Spirit is, is at hundred, it brings you to His level. That's what sharing together is all about. For instance, we'll be taking the Holy Communion today. The Holy Communion is, is, was instituted by the Lord Jesus Christ so that when we break bread together, if somebody is at grace, 
grade 10, and another person at grade 40, and another person at grade 90, by virtue of our sharing together, we are all brought to the same level of grace. That is why he said we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. When we come together, I know that in this era where uh, there's social distancing and then lack of, you know, um, grouping together as a body, we are not able to meet together. However, thank God for technology. We can still do that online. In the realm of the spirit, there's no distance, so we can still share together in the same grace. I may be at grace 10, and you may be at grace 40, and somebody may be at grace 95. By the time we break bread together, we share and come to the same level. So we are all brought to the same level, 95. Glory be to God. It's a mystery. The world doesn't know this one. That is why they wonder, how did these people prosper? I thought they were mushroom churches. How did they, how did they now flourish? Ha, it's called the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's grace that is made available only in Christ Jesus. But here, we are talking about grace made available by the Holy Spirit as we engage Him, as we share in the same fellowship with the Holy Spirit. As we engage Him in communion, He works on the inside of us a certain energy. For it is God which worketh. He didn't say who. Which worketh in you. Hey, you want to do God's will? And you want the willingness to do God's will? Sometimes some people, you know, have an idea, but the energy to do it is not there. Do you know your, what you're lacking? You have not engaged the Holy Spirit, so you will never have that energy. It is God which worketh in you. You may have a lot of ideas, a lot of people in this era. It, there are a lot of business ideas. Don't say that our economies are going down, so you two are going down. No! God, God has put a lot of ideas in you, but the initiative, the impetus, the drive, the, the proactive effort to, to put those ideas to work will not happen until you learn to engage the Holy Spirit in communion and then he will work on the inside of you, the drive to do it. It is God which worketh in you both to will. You have the willingness. Even the willingness to do, it was, a, it was God who gave it to you. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God. It is God which worketh in you. It is God which worketh in you. As you engage the Holy Spirit, He works on the inside of you. You who are down, all of a sudden, you find yourself, I will arise. I'm going for this business. I'm going for this marriage. I'm going for this breakthrough. I'm going for my opportunity. I'm going for, you understand? You find yourself energized. Where did the energy come from? It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. The King James says, of His good pleasure. It is God. The same God that we refer to in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, is what we are referring to here in Philippians 2, verse 13. Come on. He said, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. He always, how does he do it? As we engage him, he works on the inside of us, a certain energy. All of a sudden, you who are timid, you become bold. All of a sudden, who you could not, who could not say your mind. Now you can say your mind. You can tell that, hey, you are wrong. And you say it without any apology. It's the God that on, on the inside of you who gives you that energy. Are you there? 
Maybe you are being cheated and you cannot say your mind and you are always saying, Oh, but all of a sudden, as you engage the Holy Spirit, He works on the inside of you where you tell yourself, Hey, I'm going to tell this man or this woman that you are wrong and enough is enough of the cheating. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Now, thanks be unto God, which always, 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 hey, child of God, we are always victors, never victims. Always causes us to triumph. In other words, always causes us to celebrate the victory. It is God. He works on the inside of us. What was meant against you, what was meant against you, you'll find it working together with the grace of God on your life for your good. Did you hear that? What was thrown at you? Child of God, never fear the arrows that come from the outside. Many of us are so, you know, we focus so much on the arrows on the outside. Didn't he say no weapon formed against you, fashioned against you shall ever prosper? Didn't he say that? So why are you focused on the weapon? Why don't you focus on the God on the inside and what he can do? When the arrow comes, what the, what the God on the inside does is that he puts the arrow together with the grace of God on your life and the energy on the inside and it will work together for your good. We can never be disadvantaged. You don't know that. You have no idea what I'm talking about. And so we can never be disadvantaged. It's not possible. It's not possible. When you know this God that I'm referring to and, and commending to you, he, it is absolutely impossible to be disadvantaged. It is God which worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God. He's working in you right now. Go for that business. Go for that marriage. Go, 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 go. Karabaran tosh. When he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, you cannot do it by yourself. That's why he told them, wait. For you shall receive, you shall lambano power. Karabata. The Holy Spirit gives power, but he is more than the power of God. Take note. He comes on the inside of you. As you engage him, he puts power, dunamis, on the inside of you and on your life. That propels you to do the unthinkable. Like Peter, who once upon a time, some few days earlier, had denied Jesus publicly. That I don't know him. He even swore and cursed. The same Peter stood and preached boldly and said, repent. That the Jesus that you denied, you know, he left himself out because he was a transformed man. He was a new man. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Peter was functioning in his new capacity as a child of God, filled with the Spirit, energized by the Spirit, emboldened by the Spirit. I like it when Jude said, Building up yourself. The word building up means emboldening yourself. Building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Did you hear that? Emboldening yourself. The righteous are as bold as a lion. And when you get up and you feel intimidated. And you feel timid. And you feel like giving up. Emboldening yourself. Talk them tongues. Talk, talk that situation tongues. Let them mock you. It's okay. You are working on the inside something. Something on the inside is working on the inside and is and, and it's happening on the outside. And they will they will they will they will respect you. I know what God has offered this generation. 
I know also that Isaiah prophesied and said that yet they will not hear him. So we will keep talking this message. If this is the only message I will keep preaching till Jesus comes, I will do it. Because I know that the world needs Jesus. And Jesus has given the answer. But the world has rejected it and we are using our effort to try to bring ourselves to advantage. It won't work. It is God which worketh in you. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God. You've got to engage this God. He gave him to us, so we engage him. It may seem like, uh, what is he saying? Is it not something that he has formed and he's not using his tongue to say? Let him continue to say it. Ha ha ha. But by the time they realize we have moved from zero to hero, it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God. He's at work. He's at work right now. Begin to talk them tongues right now. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, let's not waste time. It's not difficult. If you're a child of God, say, Holy Spirit, I receive you right now into my spirit. And as I engage you, as you give me the utterance, I open my mouth. Open your mouth right now and begin to talk them tongues. The same way you receive Jesus. That is the same way to receive the Holy Spirit by faith. Open your mouth, somebody. It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Stare up, stare up, stare up, stare up. There are so many ideas on the inside. As you engage the Holy Spirit, they are stared into, into fruition and they are stared into manifestation. Open your mouth. It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. He always by the energy on the inside causes us to triumph in Christ. Let the energy stare be stared on the inside of you as you engage the Holy Ghost. Let him deposit energy on the inside that will work on the inside of you and cause you to arise rise above the shame rise above the reproach rise above the limitation rise above the, the barriers leap over that wall don't sit in that sin it is true you committed that sin but you are not a sinner you are still a saint wash yourself you receive God's forgiveness as you ask him for forgiveness and rise up and go 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 it is God which which worketh in us. God which worketh in us is working on the inside. The energy, the energy, the energy. Maro priminka, mantibri katata, lagrigagento propa, rabarabasata, mari propiri and the gator. The energy of God is coming from the inside. 
is flowing from within you as rivers of living water. Listen to the name. It's not rivers of ordinary water or dead water, but living water. In other words, anything that is dead is coming back to life. Your home is coming back to life. Your family is coming back to life. Your marriage is coming back to life. Your health is coming back to life. Your finances, your business, your vision, your projects, your investment, your pursuits, they are all coming back to life. Whatever that was dead is revived right now. The energy of God is working on the inside. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You want to please God with your life? Don't do it by your self-effort. Don't do it by your might. Don't do it by your power. Don't do it by your self-righteousness. It is God which worketh in you. When you engage him, he puts on the inside of you the willingness and the ability to do of his good pleasure. It is God. Right now, begin to triumph in Christ. Celebrate the victory. Celebrate the victory. That is what it means to triumph. It means to celebrate the victory. Tell yourself, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. I got victory over sin. Victory over death. Victory over poverty. Victory over sickness and disease. Victory over COVID-19 or any disease that can be named, whether in heaven or in the earth or under the earth, because I have the name of Jesus upon my life. I bear the name of Christ. I bear the marks of Christ in my body. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and they are saved. Therefore, I celebrate a victory. I am a victor, never a victim. Marabari Marobrigateri and the now thanks be to God which always causes us to triumph in Christ I'm telling you we triumph we celebrate the victory as we engage the Holy Ghost, let him work on the inside of you. This is the reason why you don't need alcohol. Some people use alcohol to work on the inside, the energy they need. But when you engage the Holy Ghost, he gives you the energy you need. You don't need alcohol. In Ephesians 5, he said, Be not drunk with wine in which is debauchery. Uh, wearing its excess, uh, but be filled with a spirit. Uh, when you are filled with a spirit, you will not need alcohol. 
Your problem is that instead of engaging the Holy Spirit, your mind tells you that I'm like Paul the Apostle, who he told Moses, uh, what was the name? He told Timothy that don't don't drink only water, but use a little wine. Are you having Timothy's sickness? Are you having Timothy's infirmity? Paul said Timothy should use wine because of his often stomach infirmity. Do you have the same problem? What's your problem? He gave you the Holy Ghost. Engage the Holy Ghost. Engage the Holy Ghost in communion and let him fill you up. Let him work on the inside of you. The energy to rise above that sin. Rise above fornication. Rise above adultery. Rise above every form of indecency. Rise above poverty. Rise above. Hey, I see somebody who was dejected and once in poverty becoming so prosperous and so rich that even the rich will call you rich. I see God turn around your captivity. But when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. He said, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the Sabbath. For they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. We are rejoicing. We rejoice. We rejoice. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, thanks be unto God, which always cause of us to triumph. I'm telling you, I'm celebrating the victory. I'm celebrating the victory. I am a victor, never a victim. I am a victor, never a victim. I am a victor, never a victim. Tell yourself, I am a victor, never a victim. I refuse to be a victim to circumstances. I refuse to be a victim to COVID-19. I refuse to be a victim to anything that is happening in this world. I am in this world, though, but I'm not of this world. I come from above. And he who is from above is above all. I was born of God. And hey, hey, hey. And whatsoever is born of God, overcome of the world. I overcome sin. I overcome death. I overcome COVID-19. I overcome. I celebrate the victory. This is my triumph. This is my victory. This is my time. This is my opportunity. Lift a voice, somebody. Don't let that situation swallow you up. Don't let it drown your favor. Don't let it submerge you. Hey, hey, hey. Rise up. Be like the prodigal son. I will arise and go back to my father. I engage him one more time. Jesus spoke about the father who was within him. Who do you think he was talking about? The Holy Ghost. Jesus was referring to the Holy Ghost when he, ever, he spoke about the Father within me. That is the Father. Father means source. The Holy Spirit was a source of Jesus' supernatural abilities. He never did it as God. He did it as man who sourced his energy from the Holy Ghost. For him to walk on water, it was the energy of the Holy Ghost. For him to multiply bread and fish, it was the energy of the Holy Ghost. Whatever Jesus did, he did it because God had full control and full room in the on the inside of him, working on the inside, and he showed on the outside. If we also do the same, we will do the same works and greater works because he has given us the same spirit. Lift a voice, somebody. Something is happening. You will never be the same again. Something is happening. I know the gates are lifted. I can see gates, gates, gates. Lift, lift your head, all ye gates, and be ye lifted up. Ye everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Every door that was closed against you is opening right now. Is opening right now. He's opening right now in the name of Jesus.
for it is God which worketh in us. He works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I say, is working on the inside the energy is coming rise up sister rise up from that shame enough is enough of those dreams that seek to afflict you and to give you depression i cast out those demons let them come out of your mind come out of your soul come out of your body in the name of jesus Every day, dream upon dream, everything is chasing you from dog to cat to snake to everything. Enough is enough. In the name of Jesus, now you will turn your face to the same dogs, to the same cats, to the same snakes, and tell them, Hey, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. I trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, and I mean nothing, shall by any means hurt me. Nothing. Nothing means nothing. And if Jesus said it, then that's it. Analantoro Soto, Zogobori Aholia, Adele Edu Grigaga, Brabebebebe, Mintorobo Soprepe, Ragadoji Grigaga. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. He always, by the energy on the inside, causes us to triumph. That is why we got to engage Him. Don't stop engaging the Holy Ghost. All throughout our journey in this world till Jesus comes, we got something that gives us a foretaste of the rest that remains for the people of God. That's the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit and His work on the inside of us that produces internal energy, an energy that the world does not know, but that is the energy that keeps us going. If you see a child of God keep on going and persevering and, 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 and moving on, it is because there is a work on the inside. There is something that cannot stop that energy. There is no barrier. There is no law. There is nothing that can stop that energy. We move on, yet we are not lawless. We abide by the laws of the nations because against us there is no law. There is no law that forbids us, but we do the right thing because our conscience tells us that the same people we ought to save. We don't have to disobey. That is why we conform even to the, to the laws that help human standard of living. But about that, there is something on the inside that keeps us going. We are more than conquerors. We mount up with wings as eagles. We run. We are not weary. We walk. We do not faint. It is God which worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You think what I'm doing, I'm doing by my might? Never. I, I didn't have the single energy 
When I was coming this morning, I didn't have, uh, but I knew something uh, that as I engage the Holy Ghost, tabarapa, he will engage, he will engage my spirit uh, and put the energy in my spirit uh, and propel me above uh, any form of uh, whatever, uh, whatever, uh, you name it, that can come against us. Uh, we rise above it. Uh, we live above it. Our challenges make us better. Our challenges only come to prove uh, the God on the inside of us uh, and make us superior to those challenges. In the name of Jesus, I dare. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that God loves you. He has something for you. Wake up, child of God. Uh, we have triumph in Christ. Uh, that is why I brought you the message. Our triumph in Christ. Next Wednesday, during the Word and Spirit encounter, I will look at the, the next line of Second Corinthians two fourteen. He says, "And maketh manifest the fragrance." The King James says, "The savour." That is fragrance of his knowledge by us in every place. Come on. That's another subject for another day. So that will be on Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. GMT. We'll be looking at the next line of 2 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 14 of the King James Version of the Bible. Okay? I'm not putting down any other version, but I'm doing that because of emphasis. But now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the Spirit of our God, may the Spirit of the living God who is in you right now, may He, may He, as you engage Him, work and work on the inside of you and put you above the walls and put you above the heddles and put you above, beyond the, the limitations, the roadblocks, in case your, fa- your life feels locked up. Some people have never been able to get themselves back after the lockdown in Ghana was even lifted. They are so perplexed and handicapped and wondering where they're going to take it up from. Ah, but child of God, don't live like that. Even in the lockdown, nothing limited some of us. How much more now that the lockdown is lifted? I'm telling you that there's something, God, on the inside of you who gives the ideas, who gives the energy, who gives the wisdom, who, give, who guides us continually. If you can engage him, that's what we told them, tongues, brother. Don't, don't, don't let tongues speaking become a fashion where you only put it on during some special moments. I don't like that kind of Christian life. I, I won't even come near you because I'm a tongue talker. I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe in praying in tongues. It doesn't matter whoever reasons and tries to make it look like it is subservient to something else. I don't, I don't buy that and I don't budge to that. I don't budge for that. No, no, no. I believe that God has given us something. It's not just talking. Whenever we are talking on the outside, to the outside world, we are making mockery of ourselves. So they mock us. But on the inside, we are releasing energy. That energy will transport you from zero to hero. It will transport you from A to B to Z. Are you there? That energy is what they can't see. And because they can't see, they live by sight. But we live by faith in God and in his finished work. The finished work of Jesus Christ. And the faith that you have will produce results. So why are you using the world as your standard? Why are you using somebody out there as your standard? That, oh, because they went to school and did their masters and did their PhD and went to uh, which country and God is in there. That's why they are up there. Who told you so? God can lift you from zero and place you on the pinnacle of success. And how does he do it? It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God. If you can engage him, you have him, then engage him. Engage him.
Let the Holy Spirit be your greatest companion when you are sleeping. When you wake up, man, when you are taking your shower, in the washroom, in the street, are you there? On your driving, in the public transport, under your breath. You are not disturbing anybody. In the office, are you there? You may seem like you are mad, but I know what I'm talking about. This is what the world doesn't know. He said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Yet they will not hear. Yeah, because the things that appeal to our senses look nicer and better than what God has provided. So they will not hear. They like it when it's already cooked, and then they bring it to you. And then from there, they now tell you, don't go out, don't do this, don't do this, because, because you want it that way. Wake up. I said, wake up. Wake up and stop and stop. I don't know. Wake up. Wake up. Jesus Christ is coming back. Wake up and prove to the world that we are superior. We are not ordinary. We are more than conquerors. We got something on the inside. We are ambassadors for Christ. Are you there? Wake up. Stop making a mockery of our God by your, your looking down upon your own self. Thinking that nothing is going to work. Who told you so? When you have this energy on the inside, that energy that casts across all energies. I'm telling you, I don't know which energy, whether it's electric energy or, or I don't know which energy. If you studied electricity or energy in, in science, I don't know which energy that can compare with the energy that is on the inside of us. It moves as torrents of rivers of living water. It breaks down walls. It shakes foundations. It can repair. The Lord bless you with understanding. The Lord calls you to wake up. By his energy on the inside, may the spirit of our God revive your prayer life. Not just praying. Some people, I said it the other time, that some people are motivated by fear. When they are praying, it is not because they have faith in God, but because they are running from an enemy. And they are just looking back, looking at which dog is come to catch them. So out of fear, they are praying. That prayer, I can promise you by the word of God, it will never be answered. Yeah, I said it will never be answered. Do you know why? Because God doesn't deal with fear. He said, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We don't go to God by fear. So you find a lot of people praying and sometimes by discernment you can know that the motivation behind this prayer is not faith. It is fear. God does not endorse that kind of prayer. No wonder many people are praying, even in tongues. And yet, they don't seem to see any change. Do you know why? Because the motivation behind that prayer is fear. But change your style, child of God. I said, change your style. Let your motivation be faith in God. The God on the inside. The God who is at work on the inside. Working on the inside of you and energy. So that no matter what is happening around you, you just know that you know that you know that you will, be, you will, you, you will, you will rise above it. I'm telling you truth from God's word. You will rise above it. That thing has an expiry date. That pain has an expiry date. That harassment has an expiry date. You've been single for years and no man is coming. It has an expiry date. 
Are you there? You feel frustrated that everything that you do, it turns out to be bad towards you. And men seem to take you for granted. It has an expiry date. Bible says that whatever, what, what we see is temporary. But what we do not see is eternal. So take God, the eternal word of God, and work with it. And look upon it. And, and take him by his word. And function by that faith. And as you engage the Holy Spirit in prayer... He will, he will leap, he will leap you. He will help you to leap over that wall. I see your triumph. I said, I see your triumph. You are no longer a victim. The trial has become triumph. The test has become a testimony. Are you there? I said, the trial, it has become triumph. The trying of our faith worketh patience. Now your patience will be rewarded with results, with answers. See, April will be closing very soon. As this month closes and we step into May, the Lord gave me a message this morning, the first Sunday in May. He calls it our, our, you know, the Christian greetings or, you know, our, I don't know how to title it, but I have the scriptures. He gave it to me. So we're talking about Christian salutation or Christian greeting or Christian exhortation, something to that effect. But I'll bring you the word next Sunday. Don't miss it. Okay. You will see. That in the midst of the situation we find ourselves in, we are still, we are still one another strength. We are still connected. Thank God for technology that we can even call. That we can do Zoom. We can do Link. We can, we can use Facebook, Twitter. We can use Instagram. We can use any avenue. Phone call, text message, WhatsApp message, WhatsApp call, WhatsApp video call, messenger call, messenger video. Whatever you want to do, there is a connection. So we can never be disadvantaged. Don't you know that this word, the word of God, it has gone through every trial and it has still survived till today. So can anybody put down the word? He says, I will build my church and the gaze of hell shall not prevail against it. And the one who said it, <laughs> he died and rose again and is sitting, sitting at the right hand of, of the throne of God. So what are you talking about? That word can never be broken. Anybody who will try it, he told Saul, Paul the apostle, he told him, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. He said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Whatever, whenever they touch you, they don't know they are touching Jesus. And Jesus will not take it for granted. He will react and he will respond. So, child of God, be encouraged. I want you to be provoked to know that you have the answer. You have the answer. You have the answer. It has always been on the inside of you. You have put the Holy Spirit to rest. And you are doing it by your mind, by your power, because of your intelligence, because you went to school, because you studied economics, because you studied business, uh, marketing, because you studied what? So you want to do it by yourself. Everything is failing. But the only thing that has not failed is the word of God. And the word of God has told us today that there is something on the inside of every child of God who has received the Holy Spirit. Don't let the Holy Spirit be at rest. Engage him. Don't put him to sleep. Engage him. Engage him in communion, interaction. As, as you engage him, he will be talking on the inside of you, giving you ideas, and they'll come as pictures. You see, pictures, he puts what you are dealing with as pictures, you know, 
or photographs on, on the screen. Which screen? Your mind is a screen. That is why when you're praying in tongues, you don't leave your, your mind blank. You don't let your mind go astray. You don't let your mind begin to feast on everything that is in skirts, you know, or in trousers, moving about. No, you engage your mind as well because your mind is the screen upon which the Holy Ghost puts the photograph of what you are dealing with. So as you are dealing with things, you begin to see in your mind's eye, you are seeing visions of what you are dealing with and as you see them, you say them, you vocalize them, you prophesy them, you speak them forth. That's the work of, of the believer. Our triumph in Christ is what I brought to you today. May you triumph over sin, triumph over death, triumph over poverty, triumph over sickness and disease, triumph over every stagnation, limitation, or whatever has limited man. We are more than conquerors. The Lord bless you.